How's your morning been going? Been going well? Yeah, good, good. Nice talking to you. Listen, there's a bit of a change in policy for the office here, yeah. I kind of made this now a, uh, a mask optional. You know, we're, we're far enough along. Uh, it's a hot day, you know, I'm, in, I'm hanging out in the office, so yeah, it's mask optional. Oh, but there, there's a caveat here, though. When you come in, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, you, you, just you, you. Well, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> okay, it's just a joke. All right, see it. Some people's sense of humor is really taking a hit, you know, during this COVID thing. But we're doing the mask optional thing. We're here in beautiful St. Paul Street in downtown St. Catharines for season two, episode 34 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That would be me. We are fueled by Gail's gas bars as per usual. We are streamed and produced, executively produced, if you will, and co-hosted. A lot of different, a uh, lot of different jobs here for we stream. Niagara. We are also supported by our ever-present and always loyal sponsors, Performance Heating and Air, Enwick, Niagara's high-speed internet provider, as well as the Verge Insurance Group, and we thank them all for helping us do this lovely show from Fiddler's Poor House at 149 St. Paul Street, St. Catharines. So we thank the Fiddler's Poor House folk, and man, we've got like the eighth or ninth heat warning afternoon, so we're going to get inside. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, just so that you know a little bit about what's coming up on the program, right when we kick this thing off, uh, it looks like one of Niagara's great murder mysteries might finally have been solved. And we're going to fill you in on that right after the break. So come on back and we'll get this shindig underway. All right. Thanks for coming in. You know, I have run into a few people over the last uh, week or so that I don't think possess any sweat glands. I don't know how you go through eight or nine days of heat warnings like this. Not that I'm complaining because it could be snowing, so, you know, given this or that, I'll take this. But uh, it really is, uh, I really envy people that don't, uh, ha how we say, um, reflect the humidity as much as I do. <laughs> Man, it is one warm day. Now we are sitting here in our open air window, hoping that a breeze kicks up here at Fiddler's Poor House. Uh, the staff isn't too happy with us because they'd rather have the air conditioning bl uh, blowing full steam. So we appreciate uh, uh, Melanie and everybody that's uh, putting up with us here. Because we like to have the, the sounds uh, and the views of the local flora and fauna. Uh, and we're going to talk more about what's coming up on the program and how the week was, etc. But you will see right now on the right side of your screen that an arrest has been made in that double homicide in Fort Erie that we have been talking about for quite some time. And just, I don't, I don't know what the word is. Uh, disgusted, disappointed, uh, heartbroken, uh, 
disillusioned, cynical, I don't know, pick, a, pick an adjective, and it's come up about this case. Two young women, 20-year-old Juliana Pannunzio and 18-year-old, and I'm sorry, Kevin, if you could just scroll that up. I, I lost this young lady's name. I should know it by now. Christine Krups, of course. Juliana and Christine, both fatally shot at a residence in the town of Fort Erie way back in January 19th, 2021. It was uh, a party gone bad uh, and shouldn't have even been happening because of the whole COVID thing. But nevertheless, here's the deal. With the assistance of the Toronto Police Service 55 Division Major Crimes Unit, 22-year-old Christopher Lucas, also known as, now get this, El Plega of Scarborough, has been charged with the following. And before we read that, just to let you know, El Plega means the plague. So this guy has a rep. Uh, um, uh, probably a pretty well-deserved one on the street. Charged with two counts of first-degree murder, contrary to section whatever of the criminal code, the accused remains in custody, I hope so, and will appear for a video bail court appearance uh, here in St. Catharines at uh, Robert Welch Courthouse and that is today all right so that's how current this news is niagara regional police service would like to thank the penunzio and crooks families for their patience and understanding during this lengthy investigation police would also like to thank the members of the public you uh, for your cooperation and assistance in addition to the public the following police services assisted with the investigation and their supports appreciated in just about every police service uh, in uh, Southern, Southwestern, and Southeastern Ontario have been involved with trying to track down the perpetrators of this heinous crime, the death of these two girls, and uh, to, to put a pretty fine point on it, charged with two counts of first-degree murder. Now, in my definition of first-degree murder, that implies well, more than implies, actually, that indicates intent. In other words, these there was a purpose. There was a plan. It wasn't just some argument gone awry. It seemed like there must have been a plan, a reason, a predetermined reason why this El Plague dude, the plague, shot these two girls and killed them. There will be a lot more to this story. It'll be continually painful for the families. And for that, we certainly empathize and sympathize with you. Um, excuse, the, uh, excuse the paper towel. Hopefully none of it sticks to my face, but it's a little bit uh, toasty, as you might guess in the window. But anyway, uh, to the families of Juliana and Christina, A, it's fabulous that it looks like we've got the person that did it but b we're a long way from being through the ins and outs and the details of this story and and the wrap-up it's going to be uh it's going to be quite a ride and to the families i hope you have the the strength and the fortitude to uh, to do that so our uh, as they say thoughts and prayers are with you i know that's kind of a lame thing to say because we're here and you're there, but it's really good 
to be able to announce on this program, and it just came out just, just short of airtime today, that this had happened. And that, uh, that bail court appearance happening today, I don't know whether it has happened yet or whether they're still in line. I mean, at a courthouse, you line up like crazy, and it's a cattle call of, uh, of people when it comes to bail hearings and, uh, and appearances and things like that. So you never know where in the day that's going to happen. But uh, anyway, that's, that's the deal. Kevin, I, I can't imagine what the next number of months or even years will look like with regard to this case. Yeah, it will probably take, uh, like you said, about that long. I'm happy that um, that arrest was made. It seemed that the NRP were probably, um, seemed that they were a little stumped. Like, listen, yeah. people, you, you know, they, they put out release after release saying we've identified the people in the photo. Here's a $100,000 reward almost saying, listen, people, tell us who did it. Somebody has to know something. Yeah. There were a couple hundred people or more at this, at this party back in January. But this... Uh, this guy is a player of some sort. When you, you don't wander around with a nickname like El Plaga and not have a reputation, uh, not have a playbook, not have people that know who you are and, and, and what sort of deal you're running and how did these girls get in the way of that? How, how were they involved with him or, or not? How did he think? It's just, there's a lot, I believe, to be determined here and certainly not to blame the victims but he obviously wouldn't you say he obviously knew these girls if it's a first degree murder charge that's what surprised me was the first degree i thought it was yeah. probably a party gone wrong that's what we thought it was sort of a it was sort of a well after new year's sort of gathering and it was covid and you know people were trying to find a place to party where they couldn't wouldn't get in trouble and now, un un unfortunately, Lee, um, here in Niagara, we're dealing with more than one murder case, and there was an update since last week's program on uh, justice for Deidre. Yes, a really interesting one. We interviewed the family two weeks in a row, the family of Deidre Ann Smith, and last Thursday was supposed to be the final Thursday of demonstrations and protestations outside the St. Catharines Courthouse because we were expecting the verdict to, uh, on the third accused person in, uh, in Deidre Ann's death to come down as far as the sentencing was concerned. We were expecting it to come down on the Friday, uh, a week from tomorrow, uh, a week ago tomorrow. Well, we were surprised when the judge came in and deferred the sentencing decision until the 20th of September. So this put kind of a different spin on it for us, Kevin, because we were talking to the family and you and I were chatting about whether any of these protestations or, or, or demonstrations would have any impact or could have any impact on on the decision because we're thinking well hey this is Thursday tomorrow it's going to be sentencing the judge has got to already it's already got to be written it's already got to be done and then the announcement is the fact that they're deferring that decision for another month okay well hold the phone we've got uh, we got a whole different sack of hammers here now now Kevin I guess we can only uh, pass along conjecture that that month is intended to be used for further reflection 
on the evidence at large that and 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 that it may somehow alter the the sentencing decision from light to medium or light to super light which the other two received to something more serious and and, and more impactful with with this third person being being sentenced and Lee, the um, the protests are ongoing. The weekly Thursday protests, so yeah. ongoing right now. You know, they're, uh, yeah, they're Deirdre's there right now. Sisters, her daughters, they're there. If you pass by, you know, at least you could do is honk for support. I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's just clearly unjust. Lee, I want to just uh, tee you up for a couple of things. Sure. Uh, let us know what's coming up on the program and also let people know how easy it is to get on the show because we already have Steve in our green room okay. who wants to get on the show to talk about, well, we'll find out in a couple of seconds. Yeah, we have Giles Reese Jones coming up uh, on the program. Very aristocratic name. As you can guess, it's a, it's a UK-based name. Now, Giles Reese Jones is the CMO, in other words, head, uh, head dog of uh, an app that you may not have heard of. And I just discovered this week myself, what three words? And without putting too fine a point on it right now, it is an app which entitles someone to pinpoint their location right down to a very, very narrow parameter based on three words. I have no idea how it works. I couldn't even guess, so that's why uh, I was reading it and I still don't get it. Uh, so I'm going to. Uh, really look forward to talking to Giles at 1245 today. If you've heard of it and don't know what it is, make sure you're here because this is the future of uh, location, 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 meaning everything. Also coming up at 1.15, Lady Lyrics is St. Catherine's hip hop pop uh, uh, slash rapper uh, lady entertainer. She's involved in a pretty cool competition right now. Quite an accomplished entertainer from the Garden City. And uh, she is also uh, one of our indigenous peoples here in Niagara. So she's got a lot of things to talk about with us today when she comes in at 1.15. And we're going to be playing one of her songs to play us off the stage today. There's Lady Lyrics. She will be joining us at uh, 1.15. And we'll play her song, Used To, uh, to uh, play us off the stage today. And without uh, further ado, as the old cliche goes, we do have uh, a gentleman in our, uh, well, he's not in our green room anymore. He's right here on the air. Steve, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Lee? Great, great, great. So uh, give us your full name again and tell us uh, what you do and why you're here. Awesome. So uh, my name is Steve Daynard. I am a local uh, mortgage broker, and uh, I've had the pleasure earlier this year with uh, partnering with uh, Sherry Hawkins of Mainly Niagara. She has built a platform uh, which focuses on small businesses and entrepreneurs. Okay. And as a local entrepreneur myself, um, we started a program called uh, Hometown Hero. Right. And what we do, what we do, Lee, is we uh, reach out to the community and we ask for nominations for people that uh, are making a difference in our community. And what we do is we have a draw every month where we have partnered with some great uh, um, uh, local uh, businesses, for example, like Zappies, uh, DJs, Jeffros, and Crazy Macaws, all in Niagara Falls. They've been awesome in donating some amazing uh, prizes for our recipients. And it's been a really awesome experience because we want to reach out and recognize people 
for the contribution they're making to the community at large. And sometimes it can be as somebody, our first recipient, which was fantastic, was an amazing gentleman named Fred, who's a crossing guard in Niagara Falls and just has a wonderful, wonderful personality and greets people and is a really great ambassador for what Niagara stands about. So we're looking to reach out and raise a little more awareness and hopefully uh, appeal to your audience to see if we can get some more nominations for the program so we can recognize people for what they do. That's great. And, you know, with, uh, with a group like yours that you're involved with, it really is a fine example of the people that are involved in uh, a downtown or an organization or a community or pick a, pick a group, whether it's a charity or whether it's business, whatever it is, uh, instead of waiting for somebody to do it for them, you know, say, hey, uh, if, if not us, who? Right? It's like one of those. If we don't do right. it, who will? So first right. of all, kudos to your group for doing that. And, and how can we nominate? How can we help people? Uh, what kind of what criteria should we be thinking about when we're nominating people to come forward? So, so you know what, Lee? It can really be anyone. I mean, it can be somebody who you see every morning at Tim Hortons when you get your coffee and bagel, who just really makes an effort at making you feel welcome and engaged and always has a smile on their face, providing great service. As we know, you know, the last 18 months and change have been very, you know, uh, you know, life changing for many people. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and you're right, Lee, you miss, you know, a lot of people who are doing awesome service to Niagara are missing an opportunity of recognition because maybe they're not part of a larger platform or maybe they don't have a large profile or what have you. We want to try and cut through all of that and really get to the grassroots and just say thank you to people who are making a difference for everyone every day. We've had some other great recipients as well, uh, some EMTs who were fantastic earlier this year in providing you know support during COVID you know inoculation um, uh, uh, protocols. I mean, it really can range from from one end of the spectrum to the other, and there really is no criteria. We just want to know the story, and we want to know why that person is making a difference, and then we do a random draw. So you know, it, it's kind of literally a luck of the draw. And, uh, and, and there has been some amazing stories that have come forward and it really warms your heart to know there are so many giving people in Niagara that are so worthy of some level of recognition. So we do have a landing page where people can just go okay. and nominate people, a little bit of the backstory, hit submit and we'll do a, a live draw and hopefully you know their name is drawn. Now I have to also admit too that you know um, uh, we'd like to keep the database you know open so it's not like a prior nomination will go to the wayside there's still an opportunity for your nomination to be you know um, recognized in perpetuity moving forward uh, so okay. what we'll do is we'll reach out to Kevin and we'll share the link with the nomination form with him and we'd love for your audience to just fire names at us we want to really recognize great. people and hear their stories that that's great and uh, so once nominated always nominated then Absolutely, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, Steve, can I ask you one more question uh, before we? Uh, sure, absolutely. Before we let you go, Kevin's just showing the form on the on the screen right now. Um, okay. Why Why are you doing this? You've got a you, you got a full time job. Chances are you've got a, a personal <coughs> life that you try to spend some time on. Um, why are you doing this? 
Great question, Lee. So, you know, I mean, as a local entrepreneur, a small business owner myself, I think, and, and we've been very blessed. I mean, we've had, you know, a, we have a wonderful life. Um, we do really well in what we do. And I think beyond the kind of the business approach, I think that it's wonderful for business owners to be able to reach out and also support local community. I myself have been involved with a number of not-for-profits. I'm uh, on the executive for uh, Rotary at Niagara and the Lake. And I really feel that as a business owner and a member of, of our community, that we have an opportunity to be able to give back and make differences in other people's lives beyond the dollars and cents. So this is about giving back to the community and just recognizing people again for the great work they're doing. Well, volunteerism is really the grassroots lifeblood of of any community, so thank you and your group uh, that are behind this for, for stepping out and trying to do something positive because it, we need these things today. We, we need right. them more now probably than ever. So thanks for clicking in today. Thanks for telling us about Hometown Heroes. And, uh, as, and as you mentioned that you'd forward the information to Kevin, we'll try to update people on, on an ongoing basis as to how this Fantastic. thing is going, okay? Well, we really appreciate your, your time and your support, Lee, and kudos to Kevin and yourself for the job you're doing. This is fantastic, and thank you again so much for your time and your appreciation. Our pleasure. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Bye now. Well, there's a fine example, uh, ladies and gentlemen, right there, of how easy it is to come in and talk about anything that's going on in Niagara that's important to you. All you have to do is, as you can see at the bottom of the screen there, is uh, click the Zoom link in the post that you're watching this live stream on, and uh, it'll kick you into the green room. All you need is a, an audio feed turned on and a camera turned on, and poof, Kevin will uh, prep you and get you all uh, shiny and new and ready to go uh, and, uh, and talk to us on the show. So uh, anything at all. So we have, uh, we have Giles Reese-Jones coming on at 1245. We have Lady Lyrics uh, coming on at 115. And uh, other than that, uh, it's, a, it's a free and open uh, exchange of information and questions and concerns and, uh, and conversation. So, yeah, they likely uh, like to say, uh, I mean, here, here we are. you'll talk to anyone. And yes. absolutely, if you want to come yeah. on the program, we'll talk to you. Uh, just before we let this go, uh, the landing page he talked about, I'll try and leave the, um, the link in the comments. Sure. But um, easily, it's themortgageguyniagara.com, and then you can navigate from there. Yeah. But the main page, themortgageguyniagara.com. Terrific. Um, and again, thank, uh, thank you, Steve, uh, and mainly Niagara and everybody that's uh, involved with this initiative. Positive stuff we need a lot more of. God knows. Um, now, we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, fellow that was arrested with regard to the, the deaths of those two young women in Fort Erie at that house party or gathering, whatever you want to call it, back in January. There are some other people that uh, deserve to be recognized from the past week. Steve Nacuzzi. As an athlete, that is him right there. And he is a junior Pan Am Games athlete. Police found his body in Lake Ontario, off Sunset Beach. He was vacationing, uh, celebrating, spending time, taking a weekend off, whatever, with his friends over the past weekend, Sunset Beach in, uh, in St. Catharines. 
Um, and somewhere, how far out, Kevin? Was it about a kilometer? They were in a boat. I think they were saying, I'm trying to get the post back up from uh, from the original post to when it happened on the yeah. weekend. Yeah. Uh, the body was discovered about half a kilometer off the shore. Yeah. Um, and Which I is think, a... I think that's about the distance that they were from Sunset Beach. And a half a kilometer doesn't sound like much until you're in a lake, like Lake Ontario. It, it does have... Uh, it does have current it does have waves and it, it's not like swimming a half a swimming half a kilometer in a pool is a lot let alone in situations like that so we're, we're not sure yet why this young man went out of the boat and into the water maybe he just went in for a quick dip uh, which is not unusual for people that are out on boats but if you're not familiar with a body of water like Lake Ontario obviously uh, it can it can lead to tragic consequences. So, um, our thoughts, our sympathies to the to the family of Steve Nakuzi, uh, young man with a great future, Pan Am Games athlete. I know, just yeah. And uh, and Lee, um, there was uh, along in the same vein and and almost at around the same time, uh, Great Wolf Lodge. Um, had people jumping in to, to save a life. Yeah, and luckily they were successful in saving that life. It was it was a young person, it was a, a child. I don't know how old, how old was it? Nine, ten? I don't think they said. Maybe they did, Lee. I can't recall. We can go into uh, some of the comments here. And of course, you know, with, with something like this, people ask sometimes um, why some of the comments are turned off and you would have to ask Nick specifically. But with sensitive situations like that, uh, comments are just turned off. For the well-being uh, of everyone. Well, yeah, and and especially the the family, because, again, details are are unclear, and oftentimes the comments on social media don't help a lot. But that one is important. That's all we have this here. One, yeah, this one comes from Nick. Lifeguards doing an amazing job. Patient is now conscious and breathing. Young child. Emergency services continuing. Well, that's that's a positive outcome to what could have been a tragedy, and. I can imagine what some of the comments would have been, or some of the questions might have been. This is a, a family getaway, a family resort. It centers around water sports and pools and, uh, and, and water park type activities, etc. And how does, I guess the big question is how does that happen? Well, we don't know. Um, but no reflection and no aspersions cast on the resort itself at this point in time for anything uh, other than just one of those accidental things. And uh, we're so, 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 so pleased that, uh, that the child was uh, safely, safely revived and everybody's... everybody's yeah, I mean, isn't this exactly how it's supposed to work? Is that there's well, that's why you have lifeguards. Yeah, that's why you have them there. That's why they're watching. They're if, there to, to yeah. jump in if needed, and they did, and they, they saved a life. Because if, 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 if everything went perfectly, you wouldn't need lifeguards. And if you didn't have lifeguards, then, like somebody said to me, I don't even know who it was now, well, well they don't have lifeguards, do they? Why would they have lifeguards? Well, <laughs> Boy, if, if, if I ran a hotel that was centered around water, I'd sure want to have lifeguards on duty. Like, holy cow. And I don't know if you've ever been in there, Kevin. I was just in there to look around because I, I didn't have um, children of the age with me 
that would have enjoyed the atmosphere. So I, but, but I'd never been in. This was a few years ago. And I had never been in it before. So I just walked in to look around. I thought, this place is amazing. But the hundreds of people that were in there, kids running around and yelling and screaming and having a great time and dripping water and like, sh sh holy moly. I can see how for a couple of seconds, somebody might get out of sight, you know? But, uh, but again, to go to Kevin's point, uh, that's why they have it set up the way they do. So awesome that that, that situation ended on a, on a really positive note. Uh, happy anniversary, Kevin. To, oh, you were signaling me uh, for no, something. No, that's fine. Well, yeah, what, uh, whose anniversary? What are we celebrating? Well, happy anniversary. You have you have a connection with Port Robinson, do you I, not? Yeah, I very much do. Uh, my in-laws live in Port Robinson. A lot of my wife's family live yeah. on Port Robinson. That's both yeah. east and west. And if people are wondering, you know, it's divided by the canal. Which to this very day would be a much different municipality or community had the bridge not been knocked out on this date in 1974. Well, sorry, sorry, Lee, but you know they're they're yelling at me right now. It was yesterday? Yesterday's date? Sorry, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yesterday's date. But I thought hey, it was today. Hey, there were some leap years in between. Who knows? All right, all right. Well, th th trying to thank you for trying to save me, but uh, you know, so foot 40, in mouth. Forty-seven years ago, yesterday. Forty-seven years ago, yesterday, that the Port Robinson Bridge was taken out of commission for what ended up to be forever. There it is, even with the little house on top that uh, a guy would sit in there and take the bridge up and down and up and down all day long. And, uh, and they, never, they never rebuilt it. What a different look that community would have today, Kevin, had that not happened. It would have probably been, oh, I don't know, like a St. Catharines or a Niagara Falls or something. It probably looked like, uh, like London's Lane, like Highway 20 in Allenburg. You'd yeah, have, you'd have gas stations. You'd probably yeah. wind it or, or widen it to a, a four-lane highway. And as it is, uh, both east and west, rather quaint and a bit of a jewel. You know what, Lee? I'll say right now that they, and I guess they being probably the city of Thorold and also the region, yeah. don't do a good enough job of promoting the gem that is the little ferry that goes across where the bridge used to be. <laughs> yeah, it's I so know. nice. And I was just talking I've never, about, I, I've never done that. I was asking my wife this morning whether or not there's a plaque there to with some of these pictures right with some of these pictures saying hey you know on august 25th 1974 the bridge came down and kind of celebrating that Go this away. is um a historic landmark a watershed moment in niagara's history it really is or at least for that hamlet oh no question Port but you got to take you got to take that little ferry it's a lot of fun yeah uh i will and I then will. what happened lee for people living in port robinson if you lived on the west side you gotta remember right this is the 70s if you had a package uh, to be picked up at the post office, now you had to drive around. Right. As opposed to just go over the bridge. Right. Wow. And I guess it used to be Bridge 13, my assumption, because that's the name of the eatery over there, right? One wonders why be, uh, it was never it was never replaced. I mean, there's, uh, there's another bridge in the Welland Canal system that has had its share of hard knocks, and I don't know whether it's because it's particularly difficult to navigate or uh, uh, what, but it's the Clarence Street Bridge in, uh, in Port Colborne. It's been banged into a few times, but uh, no, nothing to the extent that, that that occurred. I mean, that's a complete replacement, that is. I wish we had, I wish we had uh, somebody that knew the complete story. I know somebody that does. I'll have to try to 
get him on the show at some point in time. But I've heard different versions of it over the year, Lee, but the one that seems most recurring is the guy fell asleep. The guy up in the booth. The fell guy asleep. in the little the guy in the little building? Yeah, the guy in the little building fell asleep and uh, as you know, brakes on boats don't work that well. No, bro- boats don't have brakes. They have reverse, but if you don't get into reverse soon enough. Wow. And that's that's the version that I heard. Here, let's see if they say anything on uh, on the post here. No, we just say that 13 Can comments. Can you imagine? How was your how was your night at work, hon? Ah, oh, it's okay. I I was a little tired. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bridge should have been replaced. That boat crash divided a community and ruined a favorite a favored travel route that avoided the tourist traffic. The Dane City Bridge is still missing too. It's a long way around. Yeah. yeah I, I think the people in Port Robinson should be happy that the bridge never got replaced. Well, Again, there would be different schools of thought on that. Some people might, like that one commenter, would have liked it to be more vibrant, more open, uh, more significant growth than has happened in the last 47 years. So, and Dane City, that's true. My wife and I, we're actually, we, we're, every now and then we hop in the car, we, we take a drive in places we haven't been in a long time. And a couple of weeks ago, we were in Dane City and uh, right down by the old bridge area there and and i was thinking that's right i can't can't cross there anymore so um yeah the whole the whole welland canal saga is a fascinating so many different stories and there's so many different eras i mean there's been what three canals in in total over the like since the beginning yeah i don't know four or five because now we've got the recreation part that's no longer used for ship travel of course and then there's holy cow anyway uh Happy or not anniversary to, to that incident. Gales Gaspars Limited uh, fuels this program and has been doing so for quite some time. And uh, we do want to take this moment out to acknowledge our, our sponsors, Gales in particular, for, for staying with us through thick and thin. This is episode 34, season two, and they joined us just, uh, just around the end of our first season and have uh, stuck around and uh, given us two thumbs up all along the way. And for that, we thank Jessica Friesen, the uh, CEO of, of Gales Gas Bars. Also, Carlo and the gang at Performance Heating and Air. They are endeavoring always to save your family money in that, uh, in, in that category in which they deal because they have families in Niagara as well. Uh, Scott and the gang at Enwick uh, High Speed Internet Niagara's only business of its kind. It was born and bred here, serving rural as well as urban locations. No sign contracts. Um, just, just a really, really cool approach for that internet access division. Uh, Enwick High Speed Internet here. And uh, Virgin Insurance Group, by the way, I want to mention to you that if you're scrolling through Niagara 411, um, Virgin Insurance Group has started to um, put some, or your own Facebook page as a matter of fact, they have uh, put some uh, promotional and advertising style videos, etc., up about their organization. Uh, so you might want to give it a click or give it a search on, on Facebook and it'll, it'll pop out and tell you a lot more about what uh, Niagara's Verge Insurance Group does and what they can do for you so you can check that out uh, as well. 
So uh, thank you to everybody that, uh, that supports us. Of course, uh, Dave McParian here at Fiddler's Poor House for allowing us to uh, bake slowly but ever uh, constantly in his lovely window here at, uh, at Fiddler's Poor House at 149 St. Paul in downtown St. Catharines. If you're wondering where we are, we're just a, we're just a little uh, stone's throw, just a little pebble's throw from uh, the, the Rankin Bridge, the crossing over to the Meridian Center, okay? Uh, near, the, uh, near the west end of St. Paul Street. I mean, people can see, there we are, right across from the British Boutique. Yes, yeah. We gave him a big highlight in the program last week. Haven't heard a, haven't heard a word. Oh, you didn't see the lineup outside this morning? <laughs> it's booming. <laughs> Business is booming over there, Lee. That's good. That's Never good. been so busy. Uh, and, of course, the, the technology with which we drive this program comes from Kevin, uh, Jack, as well as his partner Brandon Scram and their company, We Stream. And uh, indeed they do, and they stream better and more efficiently and more cost-effectively than anybody else in the country. So uh, check them out if you, have, if you have anything that you would like the public to be a part of. Or in the old days, the pre-COVID days, you would have uh, expected uh, a gathering for, which is kind of hit and miss even now. By all means, WeStream is, uh, should be the first contact on your list uh, to talk to. Uh, uh, weddings, events, uh, awards things, sports uh, gatherings, whatever. Um, and well, Kevin, you can give them a, a better list of the things you I mean, do. That's than pretty I good, but uh, you know, with uh, taking a look at what's going on now, uh, I would encourage all local chambers of commerce, or if you are part of an organization that's thinking of doing an all candidates debate, um, uh. we're the people to, to talk to. I mean, you know, you can't get all the people inside the building, but you want everybody to know the issues. Get WeStream, and we'll make sure that your message gets out there, and you get thousands upon thousands of views. Don't let your efforts go wasted. I'm glad you mentioned that, Kevin, as far as the, the political debate is concerned, because I just want to reiterate quickly, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. In case you missed our little uh, piece of repartee uh, on last week's program, Kevin and I decided how we were going to handle the political spectrum as uh, the, the, the election looms for September 20th. And that is, we're not, at least from our perspective. We're not going to be proactive. We're not going to initiate uh, political discussions, but we will receive them. The reason being, the minute we reach out to anyone, uh, be it a campaign manager or uh, somebody that is uh, managing someone's constituency office or politicians themselves that are candidates for the upcoming election, th the minute we do that, we are immediately branded as supporting that party. We're not, we're not supporting any party, we're not supporting any politician, we're not supporting any particular platform, but we're not going to refuse you exposure either. So it is up to you to be proactive and click on that link at the bottom of the post and come on and you voluntarily, proactively, talk to us about the upcoming election. We are not going to reach out to you. Now, uh, to confirm, you can just uh, be like, like we are, simple constituents, regular community uh, residents that, uh, that have an opinion. You have an opinion on the election, you're welcome as well. You don't have to be a politician. You don't have to be a campaign manager. You don't have to be a, a, a federal government employee. You don't have to be anything. You can just be a, a guy paying taxes like the rest of us. 
And if you have something to say about the election coming up, the world is your oyster. It's, a, it's, it's an open ball game right here. Yep. Sounds fair. And again, that link is open to anybody at any time, political or not political. Uh, Lee, I know we got What Three Words coming up. Or sorry, yeah, What Three Words. What Three it's Words. such a cool app, and it yeah. helped with a rescue in the gorge just this past week, as reported on Niagara 411. A couple of other stories that are kind of lighthearted. Do you want to do the, uh, the corn or the gold and the silk? Oh, uh, well, let's do them both quickly. The corn we can do in a hurry. Okay. Uh, because there is a, a farmer on Weber Road that was just absolutely hammered by uh, construction and road closures and uh, lack of traffic of, of COVID. It was sort of like a perfect storm of no customers. And this post went up from someone that said, hey, we got some yummy corn today. Crystal James Jack, thank you for, I, I don't know if it's any relation to you. No, you know, never met Crystal. Nobody know? Okay. Uh, we went in and got some yummy corn today. The farmer said he had to throw out his whole first crop because the city detoured Weber Road to fix the street uh, and he barely got any business at all. He gave me a great deal even though I tried to give him more money. He said, no, it's okay, just please come back and let people know where I am. So, that's what this person did. And Ms. Jack, thank you for, for doing that. So, sweet corn, there it is right there on Weber Road. Take, take a drive down there and pick yourself up some fabulous, fabulous corn. And there's one of the things, Kevin, that uh, people just, I don't know that we lose sight of it, it's just that it gets lost in, in the maelstrom of information that we have been dealing with over the past year and a half or two years or so is there's a small business there's a guy you know growing corn trying to make a buck and uh suffering over there throws out his whole crop nobody knows we didn't know anything about it he's suffering over there in uh, uh pretty much in silence because i mean who's gonna listen until nick at niagara 411 and uh one of his contributors uh says hey let's let's shine a light on this hard-working man and look at that there the 1.6 thousand shares yeah that's great yeah so obviously we all feel for somebody that is uh, that is struggling the other story is something oh, that yeah. is out of Hollywood Niagara Regional Police Service has put this up uh, Nick put it up on Niagara 411 there's a house in St. Catharines Okay. Uh, in which there were gold and silver bars. Nine gold bars. Five silver bars. Estimated at $300,000. They are officially stamped with their serial numbers, as all of these things must be. And somebody broke into the house and stole these bars nine gold seven was it seven silver uh, five silver yeah now uh, they had to know they were there I mean you don't just break into somebody's house and say hey uh, look Marty uh, we got some uh, gold bars here doesn't work out that way somebody Crazy. had to know those things were there 300,000 so this is the area of town Lee. yeah so it says a residence, but this is a... Um, a residence, yeah. His God, it's right by the QEW and Ontario Street in 
in St. Catharines. Okay, which is kind of light industrial too, right? There's hotels and gas stations around there. Yeah, and Maywood is basically at that point the self-service road. Right. And Maywood and Hiscott is right there. I think that's like a JBM Office Solutions, New Wave Pools. Yeah, there's JBM right there. Okay, but there's so I mean, so many questions. So many, so many, so many questions. So there's not a lot of residences around there, but it does say well, residence, does well, it not? Yeah, but if you if you drive back in and around behind those places, there's all kinds of places. Yeah, the complainant had kept gold and silver bars in their home. Who does that? Who do, who keeps gold and silver bars in their house? Not me, Lee. I think this is. Uh, well, I used to, but I no. <laughs> um, all kidding aside, there's there's going to be more, obviously, to this to this story. But there's obviously the gold on top, silver at the bottom, and those are th- those are how they are stamped for authenticity purposes by the mint that turns these things out, and a lot of people. Uh, more people than you would think actually do transfer their cash into gold because as uh, as Charlie Chaplin used to do uh, now I'm dating myself that I even know the name Charlie Chaplin but back in the 20s he used to convert all of his cash from his movies and all of his Hollywood work etc into gold bars he always used to always used well, to yeah back in the 1920s 1930s yeah. I could see that but yeah but not but now I mean it could be a, a good investment, you know. I don't know enough how about do you, the gold bullion market. How do you get market. rid of them? They're worth three hundred thousand dollars. You don't go shopping at IGA and put <laughs> flop a gold bar down on the counter. Do you have change? Yeah. I mean, how do you do that? You got to have somebody that has a market. Even if you melt it down, then what do you do with it? I don't know. I don't even know what the market is like for gold bullion. and I just like to say bullion. Bullion? Yeah, bullion. (laughs) Bullion. I'm trying to pull up the story here, Lee, but um, there's. uh, I'll let you get to it because uh, our guest is waiting in the green room. So I'm trying Ah. to get to the story of significance here in Niagara. Okay. This this story, uh, I'm sure I am on the low end of awareness for how this thing works. But Nick put this up this past week and it got my attention uh, and Kevin's. And I've posted this, I posted about this potential life-saving app before, but I thought a refresher was in order. Well, it certainly is because I'd never heard of it. Emergency services successfully utilized it today to locate a victim requiring urgent medical attention in the Niagara Gorge. The application is free and all Niagara 911 dispatch centers have the ability to use it. It is called What Three Words. The CMO of that company is Giles Reese Jones and he joins us now. Um, Is it okay if I call you Giles, Giles? Lee, that'd be great. Thanks Uh, for having me on. All right. Thank you for for being here, where are you right now? Uh, I am in uh, Wimbledon in southwest London, and ah. the three word address is uh, Phil's Fled Face. So <laughs> you can see the uh, front door of my property uh, at Phil's Fled Face. Isn't uh, okay, so help me out here. Uh, first of all, what does CMO mean in the UK? Uh, I'm the marketing guy. You're a which? A marketing guy. Marketing. Chief Marketing Officer. All right, cool. 
Uh, so you're you're not. Are you the also the owner of the company? Uh, no, I've been with this company for seven years now. So I joined the company when there was five of us in a in a shared office, uh, and now we're uh, 150 people in various different different parts of the world. With our system being used in places like Canada, Australia, Germany, uh, all over the world, really. Okay, Giles, I am a self-proclaimed idiot when it comes to this topic. So you're going to have to talk to me like you're talking to a three-year-old, or maybe maybe three-year-olds even get it more than I do these days. I don't know. You'd be surprised, yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is what three words? Start from ground zero here. Fine. Uh, we're just a very simple way to talk about uh, any location. So what we've done is we've divided the world up into small squares. Uh, three meter by three meter squares, 10 foot by 10 foot squares, about the size of a car parking spot. Now we've divided the world into 57 trillion of those. And then we've given each one of those squares a unique three word identifier. So table, chair, lamp, for example, is a what three words address for a three meter square somewhere in the world. Basically we take GPS coordinates, which latitude, longitude, 18 digits, super accurate, but actually quite difficult to use and quite difficult to remember. They're difficult to write down and tell someone. We convert GPS coordinates to words, which are much easier to understand. Okay. Um, the purpose of this being? Uh, a number of reasons. Uh, street addresses aren't particularly accurate often. You know, a pin will drop in the middle, middle of a building, which if you're going to meet someone, can be a little bit frustrating. If you're a delivery company, then that can be quite expensive if you're going to the wrong place hundreds of times a day. Uh, and if you're a first responder, you work for the emergency services and you cannot find a location, that can actually be much more significant. And that's where there are street addresses. Now, actually, if you go into rural parts of the UK, rural parts of Canada, street addresses just don't cover those places. And so actually we are incredibly useful in those sorts of circumstances. So, um, Giles, this is probably a bit of an embarrassing question for a marketing guy, and I don't mean to mean it that way, but why have so many of us, after these years, not heard of you? <laughs> I, do, I do blame the marketing guy. Um, <laughs> uh, we have, uh, we've made some choices about where um, we spend our, our time and effort. Uh, in the UK, for example, uh, we're fairly well known. Uh, we're used by 85% of emergency services uh, in the UK. Uh, you can order a pizza from uh, Domino's and get, get it delivered to a three-word address. Wow. You can get beer delivered to a park uh, to a three-word address. You can get a taxi to pick you up and drop you off at a three-word address. So in the UK, there's an interesting ecosystem evolving around uh, what three words. And we're starting to see that replicated. So. Uh, in Canada, we've now got 41 emergency services in Canada accepting a what three words address uh, if you need to report an emergency. That's really interesting and I, I foresee the, the day that it'll be as commonplace here as well uh, as it is there because uh, our post on Facebook showed that our EMS personnel, our emergency service people as well as our uh, police dispatchers and people like that are, are very familiar with it and, uh, and, and use it. It just seems to me that the general public 
um, like people yeah. like myself aren't. Uh, are, it's it's not uh, it's not as uh, grassroots aware as perhaps it might be in 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 the near future. Are there any? Yeah. Uh, are, are are there any uh, plans afoot to really roll roll the the public awareness part of this out? Uh, yes, and we, we, we do that in a number of ways. Um, I think that uh, a lot of the forces around the world and in Canada are, are encouraging people to get the app, just in case. I mean, it's a great app. It's a free app uh, that you can get from the app stores uh, and put on your phone, and anybody can use it. And people are initially getting it for emergency, just in case. And then actually what they're discovering is it's actually a really good way to meet friends uh, or remember where you parked your car, or mark the, the start of a trail, right. um, uh, or, or an amazing view, or a photography spot. So actually people are suddenly going, I got it just for an emergency point of view, but actually I'm finding much more use for it. And then the other thing that we're seeing is, and this is actually how we make money as a business, we actually sell our code to other businesses. So we've sold our code to delivery services in the UK, um, to car companies. I don't know about you, but if you get in your car and you try and put an address into your car in your sat-nav, it can be really quite difficult because you've got to find the zip code and the postcode, or if you're trying mm -hmm. to do it by voice. I get in my car and I say, take me to Church Road, and it says, there are 14 Church Roads. Which one do you want to go to in London? Um, so it becomes frustrating. So Mercedes have built us into their cars. You can get into a latest Mercedes and you say, table chair lamp and it knows exactly where you want to go. Mitsubishi wow. have just launched uh, have just launched in Canada and they're telling everybody about the fact that now they've got what three words in their cars because these are you know four by fours that can go absolutely everywhere and now they really can because they've got an address for anywhere in uh, in Canada. Whose original idea was this? Uh, so Chris, uh, uh, our CEO and friend of mine, um, he used to organize music events around the world. He was a musician. Okay. And whether he was trying to find gate 37B at an enormous venue in the middle of a city, or he was trying to find a chateau in rural France, he was constantly frustrated about the lack of good addressing. And so he started using GPS coordinates and thinking that that would solve the problem. But it became apparent fairly quickly that you know, bass players and uh, and drummers are not predisposed to remembering 18 digits, and they would write them down, and they would mix up a one and a seven, and they would end up, you know, an hour east of Rome instead of an hour north of Rome, but they they wouldn't understand it. Right. So that's when he sat down with a friend of his who was a mathematician, and they they came up with with what three words. Okay, now there was one aspect that I was reading that I, that I had a hard time wrapping my head around as well, and that was the fact that internet access or uh, satellite access Data. or whatever yeah. was not uh, was not required at some point and yet we have you have to have what am i misunderstanding here uh, so on your phone there are generally three systems okay you have a cellular system cellular chip you have a data chip for wi-fi and then you have a gps chip now we only require GPS for the system to work. So uh, you can be out of cellular range and you can be out of data range, but you'll still get a three-word address and you'll still be able to navigate to a what three words address. Uh, now, obviously, if you're in an emergency situation, you still need to you know, text someone or phone someone. 
but actually for our system to work it works entirely offline uh, which is which is brilliant if you're trying to navigate somewhere that to me uh, and thank you for explaining it so clearly so someone like I could me could understand it uh, but that to me is probably the singular biggest um, benefit to this like if somebody's yeah. somebody's on the backside of a mountain somewhere stranded because they got a broken leg and they were skiing or whatever the heck it is chances are they're not going to be able to call somebody on their phone right yes yeah, so well you you require uh, you, you need uh, some sort of signal to get a message out so right. you still require a, a, you know, if you're going to make a phone call you need you need cell reception yes but our system doesn't re to get a three-word address you don't you don't need it so we have had incidents in Canada uh, a guy was on a snowmobile uh, earlier in the year crashed on the lake um, didn't know where he was couldn't just you know he's like I'm in the middle of this <laughs> frozen lake and I've I, I've crashed I've had a I've had a real problem uh, he managed to have a cell signal and he could get a message out saying I'm at this three-word address and they uh, and they they went in and got him um, but yes we're being used for lone workers uh, yeah. people who are out um, doing fairly dangerous jobs in the middle of nowhere um, uh, and they're logging their um, their, their three-word addresses and, and sharing them with their companies to make sure people know where they are. Fascinating. Um, I know with, with boaters, there's a particular distress number that they call or put out on a frequency, etc. Totally different kind of thing. But um, do, you, do you foresee the day, or is there already, the, is the day already here, whereby someone is constantly monitoring um, what three words? Like, is there a is there is there some way for an overseer to monitor uh, the the world yep. at large that way? So the um, uh, that wouldn't be us, but there are apps, personal safety apps that people have built that use what three words. Okay. So um, you can log with your family, and you can have a little family unit, and you can see where everybody is. We've been built into motorbiking apps so if you crash on your motorbike it will automatically send the three-word address to your emergency contact so they know where you are okay so those sorts of things are starting to exist and they do build what three words into the system that is so cool um giles reese jones uh, thank you very much for joining us uh chief uh, marketing officer of what three words um and and great you did explain it to to me the three-year-old so that was awesome thank you so much that's brilliant thanks lee <laughs> take care bye yeah three all right kevin that's odd that is so um we did this a little bit before the show kevin uh did a little bit of a googly thing uh, and uh, apparently apparently my house now don't bomb it or anything apparently my house is cleans adding teeth <laughs> that's my house so here this is a table rock mercenary inundated baggage all right Ooh. and i can only assume that the three words never change right i mean they've gridded the whole well, they, world they, they're the gonna globe. be there forever yeah so it'll be there forever it'll be the same three words and uh, we are here at uh, fiddler's poorhouse which is 149 saint paul we did this a little bit earlier too yeah here there we go so, so give uh, escape Rollers, charmingly. <laughs> Isn't that what you did on Saturday night? Absolutely. I was uh, charmingly on rollers and made my escape. So, um, 
so if you want to come see us, uh, and I mean really come right to this uh, point, uh, just do the uh, What Three Words app and... Uh, yeah, I could see where, when know. it gets integrated, that this is something that would use, but that's the big hurdle is integration. But if they've been successful in the UK and they're starting to make inroads into Canada, yeah. you have to think it's, it's going to take off. I'll just throw up here, Lee, this is the original post that uh, Nick was talking about, about uh, a male in distress in the Niagara Gorge, and they used the What Three Words app so that the uh, first yeah. responders could target exactly where they were. And you can imagine in a gorge, I mean, if you... If you don't know, what are you using for descriptors? I'm, I'm by the rocks. I, I don't know. I came down the stairs and took a left, and maybe I'm three, four hundred meters downstream. It, yeah, like, I just think it's so cool that the people that were down there had had the app and had this had this thing. I wonder where they were from. Because I, I know nobody I've talked to uh, in uh, in my circle has any idea what the heck this thing is. No, I've only seen it on Niagara 411. But obviously, people are using it, and hey. If uh, the NRPS and Niagara Parks Police and all these people um, are wise to what three words, and the rest of us should be as well. Yeah, we would encourage you, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to put it on uh, on my phone for sure when I get uh, after the show, because now that we know that our authorities all have this stuff, why wouldn't we use it in it, the case of emergencies? I might start to use it. Do you know if like the Amazon people and what have you? For example, my house, they always question whether or not my house is my house when they're delivering something. A lot of times, go to my neighbors and what have well, you. Well, yeah, if you I live used, in one of those million-dollar mansions out west. Right, yeah. So when you got acreage, Lee, if you, put, yeah. if you gave them the exact three words, there would be no doubt in their mind that they're delivering to the right place. No, no. I mean, the beginning of my driveway would have a different three words than the, the, the front step of well, my house. Well, maybe that was the problem with the guy with the gold bars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when he got him, he gave him the three words, and somebody figured out what they were. Can you imagine? Can you imagine uh, if somebody hacked that organization and found out everybody's three words? Well, you could. You could just go on the map and find everybody's three words. But I mean, you could go. I mean, you could go to uh, like somebody's like wealthy people's houses or whatever. Yeah, okay. Like you could go to you could saying. go to Jeff Bezos' place. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Amazon money, money. Yeah, but I the, mean, guard, the guards would shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Lee, I know we got uh, Lady Lyrics. La Lady Lyrics, yeah, yeah. Coming on yeah. in about 15 minutes. The show is always open to everybody. So while we were talking about uh, what three words, uh, somebody wanted to hop on the program. Excellent. Uh, who have we got joining us today? Sir. Is that me? That's that you. Me? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, my name is Robert L. Pieri. Okay, um, Robert. I am uh, setting up a show for, well, I have a show coming up on this Saturday at the Old Ports Lock One stage, and I was told to join to join your show. I thought it would be, I was told it was a good spot to come talk about it. All right. Well, here you are. Uh, I see you've got to sign the bar in the back of you. Where are you right now? I'm, I'm at my house. That's your house? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. we just have a... We'll be over in about an hour. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, tell us about the show. For sure. Well, it's a uh, it's it's a like a, a community building event. Um, it's going to be completely free admission, so you can just come in and enjoy the show. It's at uh, the Old Ports Lock One Stage, which is um, right on the corner of Lakeport and Lock Street, mm -hmm. I believe, in Port Dalhousie. I believe those are the two the two streets, right beside the. Uh, 
new Rankin construction yeah. building that yep. they're building there. And uh, yeah, it's this Saturday and it's from 6.30 until 9 o'clock. And uh, I'm performing alongside Ryan Lunn and Evan Rotella. So uh, Evan is, is younger. He's more my age. And uh, Ryan Lunn is um, a little bit older, but that means he also comes with a, a, a larger following in the area. <laughs> and uh, they're both contributing to the show, putting on, uh, putting on their own uh, performance. Um, and the three of us are going to be doing a couple hours of music. For what kind of what uh, what what kind of music stylings uh, can we expect to hear, Robert? For sure. Uh, well, I, I I'm pretty pretty pop music, but I'm going to be playing a few older songs. Um, I have I've had a lot of like old classic rock influence from my parents growing up, so I have a few I have a few old. Older uh, songs that I'm gonna be playing because I kind of know that the demographic's gonna be 50/50. But uh, I play a lot of pop music. I'll be playing a lot of originals, um, and you can expect at least some uh, some good originals from uh, Evan and Ryan as well because they're both uh, write original material. And uh, besides that, I'm not exactly sure what their what their the rest of this their sets are gonna be. But uh, I would assume it's it's pretty uh, acoustic good mix between new songs old songs easy listening um and a, a good night of music well that's great and the fact that uh, this is a free concert is um i suppose a statement of our times because it's been pretty darn tough over the last year and a half to two years to find any sort of live music venues anywhere uh, across the country and one of the things that I've seen people comment on more than anything else is if they get a chance to see some live music how much it seems they almost appreciate it more than they ever did because they they didn't realize how much they enjoyed seeing live music yeah I would have to agree with you there I think it's just we get we get used to the things that we have and we take them for granted a lot of the time and you know going to concerts all the time and and seeing live music on patios and we become accustomed to it, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then when you don't have that for uh, over a year, and then you, you get back to it, and it's it's amazing performing live again. It's it's so much fun getting back out there and performing live, and uh, hearing that people <clears throat> are respond responding to it in that way is um, is really awesome to hear as well. So, so Robert, if uh, if we want to come and see you, should uh, is there room for us to come and like bring a lawn chair and sit down? Or uh, I mean, I know the area that it's in, but I can't picture open space. How how is the best way to view what you guys are going to be doing? Yeah. So um, so at the old uh, old Ports Lock One, they've they've built kind of an amphitheater situation, and uh, there's a there's like a stage, and then it goes down, and there's actually like step like uh, steps and. Uh, oh yes places to sit going up so the venue holds because of covid and we have to kind of keep in the guidelines yeah. we have to the venue holds 100 people okay. um for for this event is, is the, the max we're allowed to get to yeah obviously it could hold more than that but uh it it doesn't now um and because there are steps if you want to come by and uh enjoy the show um i i've just been telling people to bring a blanket or bring bring a pillow or something to to you know yeah, be a little than uh, a concrete slab. Um, but yeah, pretty much that. You could bring long chairs if you want, and create even more rows of seating if you want. But yeah, really, all you have to bring is a blanket, um, a couple drinks, or 
you know, we are, we're going to have water and pop and stuff. We, yeah. we can't sell any alcohol there. So bring what you want and uh, come and enjoy the show. So. Awesome. Robert, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully this free concert will uh, lead to you three local musicians uh, actually making some money at it again someday, someday soon. And, yeah, and, uh, sure. and you were right. This is the place to come and talk about your stuff. So uh, pass that word around. Uh, you did a great job. Congratulations uh, on, uh, on the, the concert coming up. And uh, break a leg on Saturday. Hope you guys have a great time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, man. Take care. Yep. Super. I'll see you. Bye. While we're talking uh, about music, of course, the big music news on the international stage was the fact that we lost Charlie Watts at the age of 80 years old, uh, drumming for the Rolling Stones. Uh, they called him the, the man in the pocket, which means he never lost the beat. He set the beat, set the tone, and uh, will, will be long remembered uh, as a gentleman, a classy man, well-dressed, and probably the best dressed of the of the stones, I, I suppose, depending on your preference for fashion. Uh, but uh, Charlie Watts being well remembered all around the world by his peers as well as his fans for what he helped bring to us over the over the years. It was a great story, Kevin, in uh, in Keith Richards' autobiography his autobiography was called life and if you ever want to read a, a really really cool uh, and interesting and provocative informative book written by a pop star a rock star that's the one to read uh, Keith Richard is a more eloquent human being than he looks on the surface but he told this story one night uh, about Charlie Watts uh, in his book and uh, Charlie lived differently than the rest of the Stones. He was much more of a conservative man. And uh, so there was one night when the Stones were on tour, uh, Mick and Keith were sharing a room, which must have been in their early days, because I don't imagine uh, they uh, needed to share a room financially later in their careers. But nevertheless, uh, they got home at about 5 o'clock in the morning. Now, musicians live on different timetables than most people because they perform late, they stay up late, and uh, they sleep during the day. So uh, Mick and Keith had returned home, or back to the hotel, uh, at about five o'clock in the morning. So, and across the hall, Charlie Watts was staying in, a, in another room. So Mick dialed Charlie's phone. Uh, the phone was picked up. He didn't say anything, but uh, Mick says, uh, Where's my drummer? And there was nothing. So he hung up, and that was it. About ten minutes later, perfectly dressed, perfectly coiffed in a three-piece suit, etc., etc., there was a knock on the door. Charlie Watts uh, is there. Mick opens the door, walks past Keith, didn't even say hello, walked over to Mick Jagger and said, I am not your drummer. You are my singer and grabbed him by the lapel of his jacket and punched him in the nose. <laughs> uh, I saw that in memes this week and I wasn't sure if it was a true story. It is a true story. Yeah. Way it, to go, Charlie. Yeah. It was in... Uh, it was Not in, many people can stand up to Mick. It was in, uh, it was in Keith's book, so... Uh, cool story. 
Uh, rest in peace, uh, Charlie Watts. So, other things, uh, Kevin. Yeah, where do you want to go? We got Lady Lyrics coming up uh, in about three or four minutes. Yeah, Very we interesting, look, we look interesting forward to lady. that. Yeah, St. Catherine's-based hip-hop artist of Aboriginal descent. So a lot going on there. Yeah, she has a she has a lot going on, a lot to talk about. Looking forward to talking uh, with her and meeting her in a few minutes. I do want to give some kudos, just some acknowledgement to anyone that has an outdoor job during the past probably 10 days or so and uh, and then before that there was another heat wave but at least for the last eight or nine i believe we have been under heat warnings here in niagara it's 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 damn hot uh it's great for summer vacations it's great for pool people it's great for beaches and and all that stuff and people say man did we ever have a nice hot summer in uh in in 2021 but we have we have roofers, we have landscapers, uh, we have siding people, we have uh, people. I've noticed in, in our neighborhood there are a lot of houses that are uh, aging to the point where they need all new eaves trough and soffit and fascia and all of these things that involve people working out of doors. And uh, to all of you, I uh, I send my. I was going to say sympathies, but empathies, I guess, is a better word. Because, man, uh, kudos for you for doing for doing that job. You probably lose about 30 pounds over the course of the summer in jobs like that. Roofers, in particular, tough. To, not only it's a tough job, even when the conditions are comfortable. And a lot of these jobs uh, involve manual labor that are difficult under the best of circumstances. And under these conditions, wow. So. Uh, kudos to any of you that uh, work outside for a living and our firefighters that's why these guys I think are always the ones in calendars because there's absolutely no way you could be a pudgy firefighter I mean, it's impossible not only do you have this weather you're uh, you're you're fighting fires which adds more heat obviously to the circumstances and you're dressed in that gear that probably weighs about 300 pounds and 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 holds heat in and oh my god so um to our frontline workers and uh, and people like ems people and the cops that deal with um, now i know you can ride in air-conditioned cruisers during the day but the but spend time out in traffic and at car accidents and all this stuff in full in full uniform gear and and, and everything i feel i feel for you and i just wanted to acknowledge the fact that uh we are aware that you're there. So I just wanted to touch on that, Kevin. Uh, nobody gets a chance to sit in the shade. I might say sit in the shade in shorts uh, and a golf shirt like you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some of us that actually uh, labor out here in the hot sun. I know. See how I arrange this? Yeah, it's stifling out there today. Oh, boy. Yeah. In, in where you are, though, and boy, you, see, you look very comfortable. Yeah, it's quite nice in here. Uh, 28 tomorrow, 28 Saturday, 29 Sunday, and yeah. uh, me and the fam jam, we are going down to Windmill Point to uh, to camp. It's our annual dads and kids camping weekend. Uh, I would recommend it for all families. Gives everybody a nice respite. Uh, my wife gets the weekend off, and I say fam jam, uh, no wives allowed. I understand, though, that the wives are a little upset about this because it's the kids' favorite weekend. Uh, their, noises, uh, their noses, rather, are out of joint. Yeah. Sorry, I would agree with that. And certainly, I put it up there, and I think it's of note. Nick did a lot of work this week 
to uh, find all the locations of all Indeed. the cooling centers. Good segue there. Yeah, that was a really cool post, pardon the pun, Nick, with uh, all the access places in our municipalities for cooling centers. The other, the other segment of our populace that uh, I really feel for are those that do have to go through something like this without access to air conditioning where they live. Um, we never had air conditioning when I was a kid. Uh, I slept upstairs, man, it was hot. But uh, I don't know that it, it was ever as hot for as long as it is now. Um, maybe I have just a, a bad memory. I, knew, I do know that uh, temperature records were set for our area something like back in the 1940s sometime. So hot weather is not new to Niagara by any stretch of the imagination. And to, there are people that live alone. If you know somebody that uh, does, or know of somebody that does live alone, and maybe you haven't seen them in a while or whatever, go knock on their door, see how they're doing. I, know, I can only imagine your hardship, Lee. It must be hard to hold the golf club when your hands are sweating that much. Well, it is, but I take a towel. Okay, well, that's nice. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know. I just, you know, just reaching out to the needy, unless fortunately. Oh, are we still on? Okay. Um, Kevin, we have, uh, is, uh, is Lady with us yet? Yeah, she is in here. I'll throw this up because this appeared on uh, Niagara 411, and you can, you can take it from there. There it is. Uh, Kim Ferguson, a.k.a. Lady Lyrics, is an independent rapper-singer from Niagara, and she's much more than that, but she's currently involved in kind of an interesting competition, which I want to find out about. But uh, without, without any more time wasted, let's chat with uh, Lady Lyrics. Hi, how are you? Hi, everyone, how are you? I'm good, we've got you. Where are you right now? I'm at home currently in my living room. Okay. Where, <laughs> and, my and, daughter, and, Hannah. Oh, hi, <laughs> Hannah. How yeah. you doing? Hi. So where's home? So yeah, we're, we're just working out of like COVID functions like everyone else. So yeah. we're at home production today. <laughs> and where is, where is home? I don't need the address, but give me the city anyway. Niagara Falls. Oh, you are um, in Niagara I'm Falls. Falls. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, just give me a, a quick, if you will, sort of uh, elevator style resume. Who's Lady Lyrics? All right, so the we'll go back to the beginning. I thought about this this morning as uh, I was uh, waking up. Um, I started out with this love of poetry and, and then turned into hip hop, and I would start to write these little songs, and I eventually came across battle rapping so um 2008 i was like wanting to learn how to rap i thought you know being a battle rapper would be a good start which uh was interesting to say the least so a lot of my uh, beginning exposure was from that and i was one of the first females uh involved in canada in that so cool thing you know maybe it wasn't the best but i was definitely the first so that's a good feeling and uh so then I went on to go on tour, and, and Robbie G, who does a lot of shows locally and around Canada, I got linked up with him and opened up for artists like Mocha Only and Reef the Lost Cause. Um, he was probably one of my favorite because when he was doing his show, he was down to earth. He took off his shoes and was doing his, his uh, set in bare feet. So it's not often you meet people like that in the industry because a lot of it's ego 
Um, fast forward to 2019 because I was off for uh, when I had this lovely girl for a few years and uh, I also had a vocal cord injury of notes um, miraculously had healed itself and um, yeah so 2019 I went to the finals and competed in Miami against 400 other artists uh, for 50 grand which was super cool super awesome I got to meet with the record labels like Capitol Records and Warner so I'm looking forward to hopefully winning this competition and then using that money to go back and have another chance at that 50 grand prize and and those meetings again and go back to the A&Rs and say hey I was listening you know to what you guys were saying my ego took a really big beating over it so <laughs> I kind of went into this little writer's block phase in the beginning of COVID but uh, recently I've been getting some inspiration. So it's, it feels good to get back into the swing of things. And I think this is an amazing opportunity to put Niagara on the map. You know, we have so much talent around here that goes unrecognized. That's awesome. Now, again, the, the competition is called the opening act and uh, you're currently uh, ranked in second place, correct? I'm neck and neck in second place um, with another artist that's from San Diego. So that in itself is, you know, such an accomplishment. I held first place down for a good three days, but they had two for one voting. So if someone went and bought, you know, $200, $200 in votes, they could get 400 votes that night. Um, so right now I'm playing some catch up, but I'm hoping that with this live event, some exposure, you know, everybody. Uh, my name's Kim Ferguson, aka Lady Lyrics, and my link is everywhere on Facebook. It's all over my Instagram. Please go and vote. Get us back into that first place spot because it does. It's a good feeling to be first. I've never actually won anything first, so I, this would be a super cool thing. Well, I can tell you, I can tell you're pretty excited about it, and so you should be. Kevin has. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can't see it on your screen. But uh, Kevin has the the uh, the, the post up that shows uh, the the uh, the website address, which is theopenact.com, uh, and uh, and it's got your your sort of little short uh, bio uh, and the opportunity to to vote, and there's uh, there's the constant ticker going as as votes as votes come in. Now, um, do do you have to perform again uh, or is your performing part of this competition done? That hasn't even started yet. So right oh. now we're in the opening preliminary phases of it. This is going to be at 8 p.m. There's picking the top 15. Oh. So um, I actually found out about this competition on Instagram. Is that how I find a lot of my competitions? The same with Coast to Coast. And I was like, just put this video in. So I said, what the hell? My shadow was a great video. I put it in and won third place internationally. And, and that was after it being overlooked time and time again by Niagara Music Awards. But, you know, now I'm starting to get a little bit of local exposure and nice. support. But that's what's caused me to outsource and said, you know, okay, I'm going to go do these competitions out, out in, uh, outside of Ontario, outside of Canada, because that's how you kind of get yourself recognized and people take you a bit seriously, you know? Right. But please go vote because 8 p.m. today, they're picking the top 15. And then that is the next round, and and I believe at this point it's voting, but there's going to be some practical singing parts to it. So I'm excited to uh, 
to get to that, you know, and to be doing that. It's a really big rush when you go up there. I swear, I forget. I feel like I forget everything I'm going to say before I say it, and then I go into my moment, and then before I know it, I'm done. And, uh, and often after time, you know, all of a sudden get sick to my stomach, but that's how I know I did a good set because, you know, otherwise your passion's not there. So. Well, we are excited for you. Your daughter has sprouted some ears while while we were talking. <laughs> <laughs> she has new ears. She looks like her mom, too. Oh, yeah, we're definitely twin set. My mom's same. Everyone looks exactly like. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's the, probably the native gene in the family. It's a strong gene. Um, I, I get a lot of my personal success through COVID to um, the Homer Bound program, actually, because uh, I joined up with them last August. And, you know, I was doing pretty good on my own and stuff, but I didn't have the proper guidance um, because with COVID, like everyone's got to take like that extra special care of like their mental and yeah. as well as the physical, because that's what keeps us healthy, right? And and I think that it's allowed me to go from that point of like just running on the spot to now I can kind of start to go forward. So I'm excited yeah. to see what this year has in store for me with um, college going for to school for songwriting and music in Toronto and. And hopefully going to LA to open up for the opening act, and I'd like to win that ten thousand dollars too. That would be awesome. <laughs> now, me and you. Um, do I call you Kim or do I call you Lady? What do you want me to call you? If you're gonna call me a one word, say lyrics, because that's what everyone. Uh, lyrics. That's what everyone, okay. Yeah, I'll, I end up going by lyrics. Um, I'll call you lyrics. Not, it's not because of a, a pronoun thing. Like I do go by woman. Uh, identify as woman. That's good but, to know. Uh, L Y R I X lyrics. All right. So you have you are a very uh, active member of Niagara's Indigenous community, as well. I am. Um, I am. I'm actually going up there tonight for my uh, fire teaching. So. Okay. Um, tell us quickly about your connection there. Um, like I just kind of mentioned briefly, it's, uh, the Homeward Bound was really what got me connected. But previously, uh, I did. Uh, it was time to get me out of the house once a week when I, I just had Hannah. So I'd go do walks with the NRNC to get volleyball. And then I took it a step further because I had heard that they had a program for single moms. So they would uh, help them go to school and better their lives. And, and as a person that was running on the spot, I, w I needed some barriers removed for me. And they were able to do that for me. So after 20 years, I quit smoking, I quit drinking 11 months ago, and not that it was like a huge part of my life, but it was enough that it was keeping me in the same spot. So I think that there's something to be said about culture and the ceremonies that we do, and I love learning that because I never knew any about anything about the medicines um, before, So and the breathing. <laughs> which I need to do because I am excited, but um, it's been a big journey and, and I'm excited to, you know, have this next level of self. And I think that's important for everyone to realize that every time you feel like it's getting hard, you know, I want to give up, you better like just get ready for the next level because you're going up there, like something's coming your way and well, you're either going to accept it or you're not. But I accepted it with open arms and and then, yeah, so I'm just looking forward to this year and the years to come. 
Well, your your excitement is uh, is infectious. Uh, we can tell that you're <laughs> you, that, that you're so excited, uh, and uh, it's it's exciting to see you excited. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you for sharing your uh, lovely daughter with us as well. Um, she's a great. She's had like four hairdos, I think, in the last ten minutes. <laughs> I think we have a future star on our hands yeah, here, I so think. it's gonna run in the family. Yeah, <laughs> she think. she's been saying, "When can I have a YouTube channel?" And I said, "You know, soon, soon." She's you know, she's at that age where it, we have to guide our kids online because there's just too much out there and it's too accessible. I know, it's, and I'm sorry. What is what what is her name again? Hannah. Hannah, of course. I know you told us. I have a short memory. Hannah, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> All right, everybody, make sure you go on and vote. And I also have an event shared for the countdown to 8 o'clock, uh, starting on from 7.30. All right. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Spotify and iTunes. Everything is Lady Lyrics. So it's L-A-Y-D-E-E. -E. L-Y-R-I-X. All right. All right. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're <laughs> welcome. Uh, and by the way, just so that you know, uh, every week on this show, we, um, we're played off the stage by a musical act uh, that is indigenous to Niagara. And uh, so we wanted to talk to you as our last guest on the program today because we're going to go out with your song, Used To. All right? Awesome. That was actually shot by an indigenous company um, too here, and a personal good friend and supporter since those beginning rap battling days, Mike Barkett's G3. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Um, thank um, you guys. Recorded, produced, etc. by G3, uh, Lady Lyrics, uh, and Hannah. Thank you for uh, joining us. Good luck in the competition. Uh, we're we're behind you 100%. We'll be uh, tracking one and and check in with us anytime we're on. Okay, anytime, just click in. Absolutely. If we get in that top 15, I'd like to come back and, uh, you know, check in and update. This could be an ongoing show or a story for us all. You, and, you, uh, you are welcome. You are welcome anytime. Have a great day and a nice weekend, okay? All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Cheers. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, Hannah. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, that pretty much uh, will wrap us up for Season 2, Episode 34 of Niagara 411 Live, which is fueled by Gales Gas Bars. Uh, wow! We have a whole whack of noises here when you're doing live stuff. Powered by WeStream, supported by Performance Heating and Air, High Speed Internet, NWIC in Niagara, and Verge Insurance Group. I am Lee Sterry. We are going to go to Lady Lyrics and Used To. Thank you for joining us. This has been quite a show. Bye. <laughs>
Silver Fox almost twice my senior Why he be made so well at that age Can't call it a phase My peers suck and they be dicks These days and always Fuck you suckers Pay The rich giving no fucks To them hating sluts Didn't wanna wander in Shoulda kept it dope Tied up Used to be so nice Now I've had enough And now I'm here to rip it up I want it all That life that fame The fab On the next flight Out to see my ass Today, that's when I write the best songs anyway. Life gonna hit me with the right. I'ma get up and fight. This my life, want to write. And mama didn't, there ain't no pussy. I, it's my time. Wish I brought a better pad and a pen. But I'ma swipe the angriest you ever heard in your life. Break me on my bubble, live and breathe the trouble. Feeling sorry, that's life. People struggle. Lyrics not giving no fucks to them hating sluts. Didn't wanna wonder and should've kept your dog tied up. Used to be so nice, now I've had enough. I'm here to rip it. I want it all, that life of fame, the fab On the next flight, out to see my ass Oh yeah, ooh See now roll the dice Roll the dice.